here. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the XFL Podcast, Episode 3. And guess what, y'all? We have XFL football. It happened. We just got done watching the Seattle Sea Dragons versus the DC Defenders in a nail-biter as... Several of the games were, and we are here to get talking about all of them. This is the XFL Podcast presented by Habibi Clothing. I am Jonathan Risk. You can follow me at Official Risk. It's right there on your screen. And I am joined with my lovely second co-host, or second mic co-host, MG Geek. What's up, man? How you doing? (laughs) I'm great. How are Uh, you doing, MG? Good, man. I enjoyed the games this week. They were kind of fun. Actual football to talk about. We will get into that. I have some things to say. We will get into it later. I do apologize right off the bat. We're having some issues with my uh, camera glitching. Hopefully it isn't too bad. I'm going to try to keep an eye on it. and so Hopefully it isn't uh, something terrible. Um, you know what it is. Having said that. <laughs> your camera issues are the people on Reddit hacking you for picking Paxton Lynch as your MVP. Oh my God! We'll get into. We it. will. Get, I, I'm. I have something to say about that. I. I have the crows in the oven. Okay, the crows in the oven, and I. I have. I have a reason why I said that, but I'm going to save that toward the end. We're going to get to that toward the end. Um, so. Overall, I guess, what did you, well, let's, let's first, let's go into like the major news, the stuff, um, kind of some of the things that happened this week. Yeah, let's do it. The quick news and notes, MG Geek. So announced today, uh, Dwayne Johnson and Danny Garcia announced at the uh, San Antonio Alamo Dome that the XFL championship on May 13th will be going and being hosted at the Alamo Dome. So that is uh, big news. Tickets are not on sale yet, although if you go to XFL.com and hit their ticket section, you can sign up for the pre-sale reminders, which I did. MG, are we going to this? What do you think? Um, probably not, <laughs> if I must be honest. <laughs> but, you know, I will say um, Arlington was rocking. They were having a blast there. So uh, there was only one stadium this week. Say, oh yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, San Antonio was rocking. I I had no problem with any of the the venues this week. Um, that for the first venue uh, was a little um, the one actually Shout in cow. Arlington. Yeah, that yeah. one that one was a little on the uh, weak side. But other than that, the other three were pretty raucous crowds. They were having a blast, especially um, this evening uh, with the beer snake. That was something. Yeah, <laughs> I've never seen that yeah, before. The, <laughs> I mean, we we saw it in 2020, and I guess that's going to be um, a thing. Uh, it's going to be DC's their gimmick. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, we tweeted out from the official XFL podcast uh, Twitter account at XFL Pod a trophy uh, for XFL's best fan base, and uh, we uh, gifted that to the DC Defender fan base because, I mean, the the wave, the Brahma wave was. Was good, but that's going to be a close second to the beer snake and lemons. I I I gotta tell you, when the wave came out, I'm like, the wave. I'm a little bit older, and I remember the wave quite fondly. But the wave, wow. <laughs> um, Let's get right okay. into the week one thoughts. Give the people what they want. They're here to they're here to listen Fair. to us talk about XFL podcasts. 
Fair, fair. XFL um, on a podcast. <laughs> okay, so um, you have the review. So you wanted to talk about the replay and the review. So you want to get yes. into that? Kind of give your thoughts there. Yeah, um, I was saying it on social media. Um, once again, cheap plug at XFL Pod. We were live tweeting all the games, but I was saying the whole weekend that the second I saw this review system where they take you right into Dean Blandino's booth, you hear the conversations with the refs, you hear what they're thinking, you see Dean Blandino playing on the touchscreen computer, uh, getting the best shot, saying, "Eh, it looks like it could be an interception, but we just don't have the angle. And just seeing all that, the NFL needs to adopt this yesterday. I don't want to vote. I don't care, do what you need to do. Send the signal to Ian Rappaport's Neuralink and get the report out tomorrow. The NFL needs this review system. Bravo. Round of applause to the XFL. Dwayne, Danny, y'all got something. Y'all got one. And if the NFL doesn't take this, Roger Goodell should be ashamed of himself. Eat dirt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I really liked just, you know, so one thing that happened in the NFL this year is they started that um, that uh, change it on the fly, um, change the call on the fly on the field thing. But no one could yeah. understand. And if you're in the crowd, you have no idea what just happened. Um, right. So, and although that's not going to fix it live for the people in the crowd, but when we don't know on television, now we can sit there and we listen to the whole conversation from beginning to end he goes okay he's here and he's here and he's 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 talking through it as we're listening in kind of like a voristic type um thing where he he's actually telling us what's going on i like it i you're right it, it's yep. definitely something that's gonna definitely gonna be good I thought the review system with the referee with box controller was a home run in 2020 and I like I said Danny and Dwayne and Dean Blandino, the VP of officiating for the XFL, bravo and hats off to all of them and everyone who had a hand involved in coming up with this because it was excellent. And for week one, it went flawlessly. And I don't see where it could go wrong. And so we're just going to continue to ride it out. Give out the attendance for going back to what we said. They actually did fairly well. Obviously, the Alamo Dome was the... uh, was the big winner here. They pretty much doubled everybody else. Uh, so Yeah, but you do got to also account that um, Houston is a college football stadium. Audi right. Field is a soccer stadium. And uh, Chowtow is a baseball kind of multi-purpose thing. So right. if you take all of that, uh, what we have for the attendance is for uh, the Vegas Vipers versus the Arlington Renegade. You had 12,047 uh, people in attendance at the Chow Tao Stadium. Um, at Houston at TDECU, TDUEC, whatever the Texas stadium is at University <laughs> of Houston, 12,784. Um, and then at the San Antonio Alamo Dome, you had 24,245, which is a terrific number, 72,000 uh, seat capacity. So they got a little bit over uh, 33%. Of it filled there. And then uh, Audi Field Soccer Stadium, Washington, D.C., 12,438 and one beer snake. 
and that was the <laughs> attendance of week one. And not bad. I don't think bad at no. all. People were complaining, but I don't know what what else people want. I mean, Chow Tao, I think, was the most underwhelming one. But Right, right. And I think there's there was also, time. Maybe it had something to do with time of day. I, I don't know. It was in the middle of the afternoon, yeah. not Saturday. Mm-hmm. And there were also pictures coming off that there were the first 20 rows behind the home team were blocked off at Chowtow. And I don't know, like they weren't blocked off, but it looks like there were a bunch of tickets sold and just 20 rows didn't show up. So I don't know if a big company bought a bunch Maybe. of tickets. Those Maybe. pictures were up floating around. The- you think the stadium and the ushers would have pushed people down into that, though, if that was the case? You think, I don't know. right? You think. I don't know. Yeah. But. Uh, all right. So I, was, I got a few notes here that I wanted to go through and talk about. Uh, one, um, so having cameras in the middle of the huddle, hearing the coaches call the plays gives us a different insight. I was loving this. I was loving this, and I was loving the fact that uh, you have coaches that are, you know, vocal. Heinz Ward and Rods Woodson came to mind. They were awesome. They 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 gave it an entertaining side that I didn't think I would like, but I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I loved it. Um, and I don't think it really, the players being <laughs> mic'd up, <laughs> we're going to talk about this. I don't think it was a major issue until that last game. For some reason, I feel oh. like the last game, they highlighted it a lot more. And I think that's a little bit on the ESPN teams. Um, yeah. Each commentary team was focusing on something a little bit different. And right. for no particular reason, I'm not in their heads. This commentator team for the uh, DC Defender Seattle Sea Dragons game, it it felt like each team decided to pick one of the new aspects to kind of harken in on during their coverage, and these guys got stuck with, hey, everyone's mic'd up. Let's listen in. And it was the one game where they were getting a little They were feisty. letting it fly. Well, <laughs> I noticed it in the first game, the uh, Arlington and uh, Vegas game, and somebody – it wasn't a cuss word per se. So yeah. I'm just like, man – you got to they they're gonna have to do something i don't know what it is but um it it might just be letting the players know hey you're always you're always mic'd up just be careful um because yeah and i think and it could be that espn finally got the words like um and told that last that last uh announce team hey we're gonna have to explain this a little bit better to the uh to uh to the audience because they need to know yeah. that this is real time and these are real people. I mean, it's great that it's real people because that's what this that's what this league needs is um people that uh care, you know people that care shows the passion and that's great. So that will come across. So that's awesome. Um, yeah, and I think um I think the later games tonight. Um, the once again the defender Sea Dragons game, I think mm. they even pushed the delay a little bit further to give them a little. They might bit, have, uh, yeah, because they were mm. they were a lot better with uh, bleeping it out and turning the mics down at points mm. versus 
uh, some of the other games. So I think they were – I mean, we're all kind of learning as we go. I mean, even us, for people that are covering it, we're still trying to figure right. it out, even though one of us did way better in the projections than the other. Not going to say uh, names, yeah. we'll but, We'll get into that. <laughs> <laughs> but they're, they're getting better at it. Another thing that was kind of cool is this. Um, so the coaches can talk to the players all the way up to the um, – Literally, there's no cutoff. They can talk to players all the way up to the play start. So the quarterback can hear his coach in his head telling yeah. him, okay, don't snap the ball yet. Don't snap the ball. Or, okay, wait till it gets down to this amount. That, that was kind of different. That's Because isn't it 15 seconds at the NFL's uh, – uh, the mic's cut out? The coaches can't yeah. talk to the quarterback anymore? Mm. Yeah, I believe Something so. Like and I, mm. think, I think this was – it was definitely cool on defense. Um as well, just because, uh, you know, the defense coordinator is saying, hey, they're in this personnel, watch out for this play. And you literally, it was like Tony Romo in the players' heads, which was yes. a cool little Yes, a that's cool actually what thing. I thought of. That's a very way, very good way to put it. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I liked mm -hmm. it. I liked it. And uh, obviously, um, we don't have this on the list, but I do want to shout out, uh, once again, FF, XFL kickoffs. The NFL should really look at doing this because it made it interesting. It made it fun to watch, and there was some, there was some action and there was safety. You know, yeah. I'm not a so, doctor, but everyone else is saying it's safe. So, God, take the word. I was for talking. I was talking to one of our colleagues, one of our friends, um, about this, and he does some uh, football coverage for another league, and he was saying he didn't like it because he felt like it eliminated ability of a big play but it felt more like as this gets more involved there'll still be more scheming going on to set up plays for this it's almost like a um live pretty much a live um just a different type of a uh actual conventional play you know yeah. so i liked it I thought it was interesting. It's going to definitely, and there was one tonight, there was a run back tonight that went pretty far. So I think that, yeah, this is going to be kind of cool. Yeah. Um, one so my, thing I also noticed was uh, the ESPN uh, team was telling yeah, us so. the overs the whole time. They were heavily mm -hmm. involved in sports gambling, which is a little bit strange given they haven't officially announced a sports book this time around in 2020, they did announce a partnership uh, deal with DraftKings. You assume that kind of goes away when new ownership comes in and they're cultivating all these new partnerships, but maybe they are still rocking with DraftKings. But it was very interesting that every time, every uh, analyst play by team, play by play team was talking about, oh, if you pick the over, if you pick the under, you don't want this touchdown, or you do want this touchdown. And it would be uh, cool to see if they start as more bets start coming out uh, for the XFL as far as players over-unders and rushing over-unders, touchdown over-unders, the stuff we're used to betting on football games, if they go more into overall betting or if they just kind of sit at this, oh, uh, this is what the over and the under is. And it, the uh, the spread and the over-under was on the uh, little score ticker the whole time, which I thought was cool, too. So one thing I noticed um, – let me switch back here. Um, one thing I noticed is uh, some of these some of these uh, announcers still are a little on the um, green side. They it, Like some of the moments were too big for them. And I think that's – it's okay. going to be – the 
the XFL is going to be kind of a, a, a grooming league for everyone, right? Even even announcers. So some of them felt a little overwhelmed, but for the most part, I thought they got it right. And I mean, the things we talked about with the replay and explaining the different rules, they did that very well. Just some of them were a little a little shaky, but I think over you get reps, it's going to get better. Just like this show. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, let's get into, before we get into the games, let's talk about some of the league leaders right now. Since we are okay. tracking um, our uh, MVPs and rushing leaders and stuff like that. Uh, passing leader, Houston Roughnecks, Brandon Silvers. You wrote that wrong. There, there's no way he had, uh, he didn't He didn't uh, throw for 2,700 <laughs> yards. Is that 272? <laughs> yeah, 272. <laughs> See, we both make mistakes. <laughs> I'm like, that's not right. Because that would be badass if that was the case. <laughs> anyway, uh, rushing was San Antonio Brahma's Kalen Ballage. And this is a guy I think both you and I had uh, picked, right? Um, To be yeah, like the MVP, is, uh, one of the MVPs or rushing leader. Yep, at an Arizona State fourth round pick to the Miami Dolphins. And they talked a lot about this kid. And we did, too. And to all those people on Reddit that wanted to talk trash about our picks, how dare you talk about <laughs> all of our picks besides MG's horrible pick of Paxton Lynch for MVP. That one I Oh, we're getting well. to that. But, we're getting to that but, soon. Cause, cause, but let me tell oh you, boy. we both said, put some respect on the Sun Devil. Put respect on Kalen Badge, Russian leader. And what does he do week one? League to league in Russian. And I'm standing by him. Caleb (laughs) Balash from Arizona State. Forks up. Respect the Sun Devils, damn it. (laughs) Wow. You had had something to say there. Uh, Houston Roughnecks (laughs) receiver, uh, Dante Burnett, 90 yards. Um, Yeah. So, so yeah, that's quite cool. Found out who Brandon Silver's favorite target is right there. The top passing and the uh, top uh, receiving leader are both the same person. I will say this while I was pulling these stats. um, Mm -hmm. The ball is getting thrown around the yard. Just one thing. What did you think overall about the gameplay itself? Because I personally, there was a couple times, I think the QB play is going to have to step up a little bit. Um, the, the teams that seem to do the best are the ones that have a defense and the ones that can run the ball a lot yeah. like the NFL. Um, but yeah, but those are, cause these quarterbacks I think are a little green. Some are going to get, um, uh, are going to get better as they go along and some are going to get replaced Paxton Lynch. Um, uh, so that, I think that's part of it too. Um, so what do you yeah. think? You think uh, did you would you enjoy the gameplay this week overall? I did. Um I liked the speed of the game. It didn't feel like it was necessarily a step down. Um the defenses were playing good. I felt like like I didn't feel like the players were walking around on eggshells like they do in the NFL. Like the defense was flying around Offense were making plays when they could. There was a lot of great, um, great notable moments from notable players that we talked about in our episodes one and two uh, in the season preview. And I just think it was over. I, it didn't do. It didn't underwhelm me. Um, and it it was good. I I enjoyed watching it. As someone that watched every second of every game, 
I enjoyed the weekend. It was a good weekend, and I can't wait till Thursday. Uh, I was just curious because, you know, uh, I, I did find some things that I thought because in where I live and in a lot of places, people are still a little uh, hesitant to, to, to want to want like this because they think the gameplay is going to be um, subpar. But I think yeah. the way they're presenting this league and having the coaches mic'd up, Heinz Ward calling out the rev, uh, calling out Dean Blandino right on the air. <laughs> yeah. You know, things like that's going to help. So, you know, it's not going to be just about the football. And I think that's what they're going to have to tap into. Okay. Now we can get into the games. <laughs> All right, everyone, got to give a quick shout out to our sponsors, Habibi Clothing. Habibi Clothing is a brand new clothing line all about love. Fall in love with your style. Habibi Clothing is created with love and made for you. And everybody here, all the XFL podcast fans can now go to HabibiClothing.co. Use the code XFLPOD at checkout to get 10% off. And that is a special code for all of y'all. So go to HabibiClothing.co and use the code XFLPOD at checkout. Habibi Clothing, created with love and made for you. Now back to the show. Well, the first game broke my heart. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it, MG? Oh my. Okay. Your your Vegas Vipers versus the Arlington Renegades lost twenty-two to twenty. Um some of the some of the stats here. So when they started this game, um Luis Perez looked really good on that first drive. Like really good. I'm like, oh my God, they're yeah. gonna blow these guys out. And I texted you and I said, uh, Vegas is gonna run away with this. And yeah. it just in and they got up um they got up a couple scores, right? I gotta look at the They were up uh, fourteen to three. Excuse me. Sorry. Yep. I had to do yep. math. Okay. They were up fourteen <laughs> to three. And then in the third quarter, Arlington scores. Arlington decided points. to just came up. Uh, yeah, decided to show up. And yeah, much like much like I've experienced uh this year as a Vegas football fan. Um you have the lead and then you just absolutely just shit the bed. And this is oh, what I too. guess we have to expect oh. in Las Vegas. And I'm very I, upset. No. I, I you know what though? I think this is gonna what? be this league. This is gonna be this You're league. You're gonna get a lot of these because these cause when you can when you can uh score um you know, multiple points and, you know, these three-point uh, uh, extra point plays, you can do these. These games are going to uh, flip-flop quite often, and this is a good example of it. I loved this game. I thought it was a lot of fun to watch, especially when they started coming back at the end. I did say Luis Perez uh, for the um, Vipers. Uh, yeah. 249 yards, uh, three touchdowns. He actually had a really good game. He would have been my MVP had they won. So you were right about them spreading it around because nobody Drew Pritt do Drew Plitt. Wow, let me get that right. Yeah. Uh, 172 yards, one interception, no TDs. Um, somehow though, they fought and got it in. I think they did more with rushing, right? Let me look. The, 82 uh, yards total in rushing. So I think they were more balanced. Okay. Yeah, I mean overall, it was just Vegas was moving the ball. Arlington mm -hmm. had no answer for them. They were moving the ball, and then right. Okay. Oh, well, okay. So I remember now. I remember now what happened. It was a defense. There yeah. was two uh, defensive in interceptions for TDs. Who 
So yeah, that you have two I was like, sixes. I was trying to think, I was trying to think of why I goes, why is no one on offense scored touchdowns? And yes, that's why. Cause there was two pick sixes and then the rest was uh, uh yeah. field goals. Awesome. <laughs> so I'm like, what, like, what is the problem here? Like Drew Perez, mm-hmm. who drew Perez, I'm combining the quarterbacks. Louis Perez <laughs> um, is slinging the ball around and then just at the end just chokes it looked, away. Is that is that what yeah, happens? That that's pretty much what happened. He looked really good in the first half, in the first quarter especially, and then it just got bad. So I don't know. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, Did you anyways, have any other things on this game? Arlington Renegade For- come back and stun the Vegas Vipers. At a crazy of an opening uh, game, I think any league has seen 22 to 20. Heartbreaker for me. (laughs) We'll get into my heartbreaker Um, here, too. And Uh. I picked, and of of course, I picked the Renegades to win. MG picked the Vegas Vipers. So if you're counting score of our picks, I am You're going to rub that in, one. aren't you? You're going to rub that I in. I am one. He is <laughs> That's what happened, fine. What happened in the next game, MG? Talk to me. What happened in the next game? All right. Game? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Okay. We got we to gotta talk about it. I'm going to break. I'm gonna ha- I got something to say at the end about this, too, but I wanted to go into this a little bit. Um, Orlando Guardians versus the Houston Roughnecks. This was not good. 33 to 12, the Roughnecks. <laughs> just destroyed absolutely destroyed uh orlando i texted you when was it (laughs) so i texted you in like the first like it was like the first of the second quarter like second quarter just started i texted you and i just orlando blows (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) and and you're like yeah and then he so he sends me a picture of him putting the the power rankings together and he had already (laughs) Orlando and eight. <laughs> yeah, Orlando ain't moved. Eight. I I oh felt Orlando was gonna suck when the season started, and I'm oh. sticking by it. Paxton Lynch got oh. benched. He looks terrible. I I that's your I MVP. Have, that's I your have MVP. no idea what I was thinking. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about the end. I wanna I wanna go in a little bit. I have a different but, um, approach. I kind of took into the league, and I think that that affected that decision. But anyway. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, so, Houston, first of all, I think their defense is going to be really good. Um, yeah. They let's, actually let's might first be talk the best about team. That. Like, let's talk about that first touchdown real quick. Was okay. it an interception or was it a touchdown? This was the first oh, the time one where they really both saw yeah. Yeah, the review the replay. come into play. Mm-hmm. It right. looked like when I saw it, I said, interception. Nice. I can't wait I to too. rub this in MG's then, face. Paxton Lynch throws an interception instead of a touchdown. <laughs> I was all happy. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm right. I'm right. And that turned out to be his best play of the game, and it almost got intercepted. He, Yeah, it wasn't the even receiver him. Receiver wrapped Latimer. His, Yeah, Latimer wrapped his arm around him and was able to scoop it out of the, uh, out of the defender's hand. So when they went to the ground, he had it, and I think – Baseball rules, right? Ty goes with the runner. Ty goes with the offense, I guess. Uh, they didn't I, you explain know. that. If that is the case, that's just kind of what my gut feeling was with it. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think they had Landino. any any conclusive evidence to say that uh, 
Lanham well, we know we didn't because we have a camera mm-hmm. and uh, someone mic'd up. That's the beauty of mm-hmm. this review system is we yep. know why they called it like that. And I can't even be – as someone that thought it was an interception, I couldn't be upset because I'm literally like they're watching it. They see it. Mm-hmm. How can I – now how am I going to argue? I. It's not like, oh, this shit's rigged because X, Y, Z. It's no. X, Y, Z just told me. And once again – Proof why the NFL needs this. But the Houston Roughnecks squish the Orlando Guardians. That's what squish. they get for leaving New Jersey, New York, 33-12. Oh. Let's do you, talk. Do you, do you want him back now? Do you want him back? Because I wouldn't want him back <laughs> after that performance. <laughs> I mean, my the team I picked blew a huge mm. lead as well. So what are we talking mm. about? I'm just living. Fair, fair. I should have mm. picked one of yeah. these teams. The St. Louis Battlehawks <laughs> and the San Antonio Promise. Now, this game was This, this was the game of the week. This definitely was the game of the week. Um, well, I have a so, poll up, and we will discuss it after we finish up talking about the games, what the people are saying is the game of the week. So this game, A.J. McCarron looked like dog poo. For the first, I don't know, three and a half three quarters. Three and a half quarters. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, this guy's supposed to be pretty good. What happened? He was just missing. And I talked about the quarterback play before. It's like these guys are on page with the receivers to a point. And then the fourth quarter happened. They're behind by, was it? Nine, 12 points. They were down 12 points, right? 15 to three. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I, and again, another good defense, um, on, uh, uh, with, uh, St. Louis, I'm uh, not St. Louis, but, um, uh, the Brahmas. The Brahmas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They have they, a really AJ good McCarron, defense. AJ McCarron mm. couldn't get the ball off. And I was no, literally no. like, I was making the power rankings. Um, <laughs> while we were while we were doing this, and I had the Brahmas all the way up, and yep. St. Louis was down a couple spots, and I was like, "Okay, boom, done." And then the fourth quarter, I'm watching, and I'm like, "Well, this is going to shit." And I'm like, "What happened? Where where was this the rest of the the previous game? He looked like he couldn't miss, and they they did yeah. the uh they did the fourth and fifteen play uh, after they scored." I'm like, there's no way. And he got it. He got, like, what, 25 yards on that play? I actually can look yeah. it up. I got it right in front of me. The fourth and 15 was a 22-yard pass um, to, what's his name? Ottawasui? <laughs> Ottawasui? Oh, no, that's the guy was, oh, no, that's not him. It was to age uh, to parole is who who got it, okay. Yeah, uh, that's who made the tackle. The other guy, uh, got to read their. I got to get used to these XFL uh, stats. Uh, um, yeah. So after that happened, I'm like, oh my god, they might go down and score, and they did. <laughs> yeah. No, this was an incredible ending, um, an incredible game, and I was really impressed with Heinz Ward's coaching. Um, and yeah. Yeah, they just AJ. I don't know what happened with AJ McCarron. He he pulled some magic out of his hat, and he took some magic dust back. or something. He goes, man, yeah, it was he looked, a I, I don't game. know if it was. 
and, and I don't know if it was just a hurry up offense. They were going faster and maybe that had something to do with it. They were able to uh, keep certain personnel out of the game for the, um, uh, and it was the lowest scoring game. And look, I was like, man, they're yeah. not scoring. This is going to suck. And then that last like uh, five minutes was great. So, hey, I'll take yeah. them how I can get them. <laughs> Let's get into our last game of the week. Another nail-biter of a game. The Seattle Sea Dragons travel to the east to take on the D.C. Defenders and Lemons and a beer snake and everything else <laughs> that the crowd there at Audi Field wanted to throw at them. That's that's going to be a lot of fun to play. I would love to play. Like, I mean, I would, I would maybe not be great if you're the um, a, the visiting team, but that just looks like a fun atmosphere. Those guys are just having fun. I'm um, definitely so thinking about going cool. to a game. Uh, one because obviously I'm I got roots in DC. That wouldn't be a bad one for me to go to. So I'm honestly thinking yeah. about getting taking a look at one of my days off because I'm off. We would have to figure out this show, but <laughs> mm. uh, I am thinking about possibly going to one of these DC Defender games because I want to be I want to be a part of that. That that looked fun. That yeah, they look like they were just having a blast, and I think that's similar to when the DC uh, football club uh, plays. They get they get a, yeah. a similar crowd there, uh, yes. so so yeah, so that was a lot. That was just a lot of fun watching the crowd. Anyway, um, yeah. so so I full disclosure, this game I couldn't watch a lot of it. I was watching some of it as we went, as I was setting up for this show and doing other things. Um, but yeah, this um, Seattle, Seattle was my team. And I was like, oh man, they're looking good. And they start again, looking good. And then just over a period of the game, you know, the um, defenders came back and went ahead and it was all she wrote. Uh, and just, so this game, so Seattle was hell bent on screw it. We're just going to go for three points every time we score. Yeah. So they're going to go yeah. three point. They they were just balls they to the wall. Pedal to metal. Guy that said yep. <laughs> the three points was better than all the other ones, as we spoke. You know about what? I, I, there was the there was a couple times, and it, go go back to the, a couple other games. I'm not even sure which game it was. A couple other times, the coaches went for one point. When I'm like. The math doesn't even help you. There's no mathematical reason yeah. why you should just, if you're going to go, you go for two or three. A lot of times, I think going for three, you open up um, more plays. You open up more like uh, end zone, like um, uh, yeah. cor corner of the end zone type plays and uh, jump ball type things uh, by doing it that way. And you get more of a trick play option because you have more room to work with, uh, yeah. you know. You get down there because it's not on the one yard line. It's going to be or on the two yard line. You know, it's going to be hard. One point just doesn't seem beneficial to you. No, unless mm -hmm. you're down by, you know, a point or you're tied and you just don't want to, you know. You're, right. You're just right. Like, you want And you tied the game up and it was like two seconds left. And you said, you know what? Let's do the best option and try to punch it in. Yeah. Because worst I, case, we're that, going to overtime. Yeah. But yeah, yep, I, think, yep, yep. I think the mm -hmm. Sea Dragons did it right with going for either two or three. I mean, they obviously just chose to go for three. But Ben DiNucci balled out 35 for 54, 282 mm -hmm. yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. Steven Montez came in, went one for two for six yards. And on the other side, Jordan Tayamu, who was the Battlehawks quarterback, who I'm sure they were 
wishing they had at the first part of the game. Um, he went eight for 19, 86 yards. And then Derrick King, uh, who I said could possibly go for MVP, he was only there through two passes, one for two, seven yards. And, yeah, I mean, the D.C. really didn't do much rushing. Um, it was their defense that kind of came out and balled out, two interceptions, uh, fumble recovery, and the pick six. Um, and then the Sea Dragons, you know, just didn't have any answers for that. And that is what happened. The uh, Seattle Sea Dragons fell to the D.C. Defenders 18-22 in a barn burner. And overall, it was a terrific week of um, of week one of the XFL. And I think we should go ahead and give out some awards for our offense and defensive player of the week. I think we should both start out with our offensive and I'll just go first and I'll say <laughs> Jeff Bidet from the Vegas Vipers, and I'm not home teaming. The reason is he has six receptions, 81 yards on nine targets for two touchdowns. Why is that important? Those two touchdowns were the first two touchdowns of the 2023 XFL season. The XFL under ownership of Danny Garcia, Dwayne Johnson, and the Capital Group, which name is escaping me right now, and I'm going to get yelled at in the YouTube <laughs> comments again, but it's okay. Um, so Jeff Bidet is my Offensive Player of the Week. Two touchdowns, the first two touchdowns of the league, of the season. And, yeah, that's my man. Who's your man's? Oh, man. So uh, I already alluded to this a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. And this guy uh, didn't get paid by the hour to get his stats. It's A.J. <laughs> McCarron, 190 yards passing and two TDs. And that's literally the last two drives that got them, uh, that, that won them the game. This was, I don't know where it came from. I was like, man, I, I didn't want to pick him, but it kept coming back to you drove down your team and you won the game and you did it yeah. in a crazy way. So yeah, I'm going to give him my MVP of the week, uh, offensive MVP of the week. It wasn't pretty. He looked like he looked, didn't look good, but when clutch was on, you know, I guess playing at Bama does something for you. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and give them your uh, defensive player of the week. So Michael Joseph, uh, D.C. defensive back, uh, only had two and a half tackles, but two interceptions, um, and he and a pick six. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was pick six and a two interceptions. So he was he was on. He was he was very dialed in, and that well, defense looks pretty good. Six, two interceptions. Yes, yes. I'm sorry, <laughs> uh, I was I didn't put the I didn't put it in there right, but yeah, that's he. This defender's defense looks pretty solid. So, uh, yeah. and he, this guy might, this guy might end up being a really good player. Um, they ended up beating the team that I thought was going to have the most powerful offense in the league. So, yeah, that's doing well, something. I think they, you're going to get back home and June Jones is going to figure it out and they're going to be a little bit yeah. better. It's just, you know, yeah. I, it, it they they a lot of these like I said before a lot of these teams looked a little little off and I even said last week the reason why I didn't pick the Sea Dragons was they were they were going across country so maybe that had something to do with it too mm, you know yeah could be and then for uh for my defensive player of the week I picked Houston Roughnecks linebacker Tim Ward four solo tackles two of them were sacks uh he was I think a big part of 
Houston put in the throttle and their foots on the necks of the Paxton Lynch-led Orlando Guardians with Terrell Buckley as the head coach. And that is my defensive player of the week. MG Geek. Yes, what sir. Get into next. What do you want to get into next? Um, do you want to go through the schedule for next week? Okay, so do you want to talk about what we've got planned uh, and go into this uh, schedule a little bit uh, for yeah, next week? So, yeah, so we were planning on doing this whole thing, and then at the end of this episode, picking for next week and then kind of rocking out until next weekend. And then we got in touch with our sources in Vegas and realized the spreads ain't going to be out that quick. So what we're going to do is we will be back Thursday um, giving you the preview of the upcoming week. So how we will do be doing this going forward is on uh, late Monday on Tuesday, uh, you will get the first episode of the week, which will go over the games of the weekend. And then um, Thursday, uh, you will get the second episode going over the games of this weekend typically mid to late thursday although this one you will probably get well we're going to get it to you before the game starts um because the game is thursday against St. thursday Seattle evening at yeah. The, yeah seattle sea dragons 9 p.m eastern time so before that there will be the thursday yeah. episode but that is how we'll we try to get it out early thursday thursday Early Thursday afternoon yeah. or even morning um, if we can. And just to go back, right. we did put a fan poll up on our Twitter of what you guys, the people at XFL Pod, thought was your game of the week. Um, and we had uh, 44 votes and 50% of the people. Actually, MG, what are you saying is yours? Let's go with you first. Seattle Battlehawks uh, versus Seattle Battlehawks, St. Louis Battlehawks. St. Louis, I said it again. Jesus, oh my, boy, that's gonna go over well, isn't it? Okay, yeah. Uh, I'm still getting used to some of these teams. I must admit, I don't know why I keep saying Seattle though. I I really wanted to see a lot of do well. <laughs> yes. Okay. Um, St. Louis Battlehawks versus the uh, San, San Antonio Brahmas was my game of the week. Okay, and that would also be mine. The people, however, are going 50% Sea Dragons versus Defenders, 30% okay. Battlehawks versus Brahmas, and then 10% split on the Vipers, Renegades, Guardians, Roughnecks, which I would think Vipers, Renegades would be a little bit higher, but I guess it would be the fact that it was the first game probably slipped out of people's minds already. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So why do, why do you, you – you had spoken to me and said you wanted to go on a little bit of a rant. So okay. why, don't, why don't we give you up something? Hold on. Let's give you a little something for MG's rant. Here you go. Oh, dear. There you go. Okay. <laughs> so you are all cute. Wow. Up. Let's hear all right. Okay. So I wanted to address – so I want to thank people, first of all. We had a lot of feedback and comments in our YouTube chat. Um that or the YouTube comments uh, that you know and Reddit, yeah. How we didn't, how we didn't uh, uh, look at the season, look at the games the, the right way, or didn't save the, the right players. And my packs and Lynch take got destroyed. And so, I just wanted to say something. And one of the guys in the YouTube uh, comments pointed out that a lot of the stats and a lot of the uh, um, analytics and the, the, the betting odds came from the 2022 or 20 season. That was three years ago. I, when my, when I was looking at this, when I was coming up with uh, what I, what I was thinking about the league, I was like, I don't really know any of these players. And the ones I do know, 
how much how different are they going to be? I know some of them played in the USFL. They've been around. I get it. But I was coming into this looking like, okay, who do I know? Who don't I know? I, you know, and I was literally just stabbing in the dark and I just picked somebody. Um, I didn't pick. I wish I would have picked not a rotten sack of potatoes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. So I, Gosh, after that first pass, I was like, okay, this guy blows. And I knew it. And so I can eat my crow. I can know I was probably wrong. Um, he's probably not going to play much going forward. Uh, so, yeah, that was my A.J. McCarron riff. I just, you know, I was looking at this like. Paxton Lynch. Uh, Paxton Lynch. What did I say? A.J. McCarron. <laughs> oh, not A.J. McCarron. I'm looking at A.J. McCarron's stats still. And, yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um so yeah, so I just wanted to kind of uh, say that you know I I was I looked at the season as a blank slate. I didn't I wasn't figuring in old stats or anything, and probably should have. That's my bad. That's on me. But I do think everybody that yeah, um, times feelings. Yes, it, do <laughs> you didn't really hurt my feelings. I was like, yeah, whatever. I just wanted. I thank people for giving us feedback and telling us what you think of our, our takes. They're not always going to be great, but here's the thing. Oh no. My now we have football. You're, you, you actually did well, but I just want to say <laughs> now we have football. This is what I want. I, we have games to judge games to watch. And trust me, my takes are going to get a little more in depth as the season goes on. I get to know these players and apparently the teams, Jesus. Uh, so yeah, so I just wanted to say that and kind of kind of throw that out there that, you know, we're learning too. And this was I enjoyed all these games this week. And this was pretty good. And I, I'm watching football. And, hey, you know, that's what we all want. If you're a true football fan and not someone that, uh, you know, is just going to say, oh, I'm a snob. I'm just going to watch the NFL, mm. you know, then, you know. This was an actual football. I got to watch some games this week and make some judgment on who's going to be good, who's going to be not, based on what he see, what I saw. Pax and uh, Lynch blows there. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> All right, and that was MG's rant. Um, so before we get out of here, let's talk about something that happened before the games, and that was ESPN Plus's original episode one of Player 54, um, a little docuseries about the XFL. Um, and I thought it was great. I'll just go ahead and give my take on it. Um, I love getting to learn about the players. There's going to be a whole litany of players that we learn about over the, uh, over the season. And for that one kid uh, of the Sea Dragons, the defensive tackle, to give up two years of eligibility, a defensive tackle, maybe offensive tackle, but that player to give up two years of college eligibility to go through the XFL thing, um, and to see just the appreciation from D Dwayne and Danny Garcia, uh, Dwayne Johnson and Danny Garcia in that moment was really cool to see. Um, the number 31, the cornerback for uh, the Houston Roughnecks, getting the call that he was drafted and hearing his story was great. Um, overall, I think this is going to be a fun thing to watch. And the next episode is Thursday, which is going to be interesting. I guess I'll have to watch it before the games. And um, what they did for uh, Saturday is they did run it as the lead-in for the first game against uh, the Renegades and the Vipers. So yeah, it was on ABC, Thursday, right. If I had to mm -hmm. guess. 
Um, <laughs> right. But uh, with that being said, let's just go. Uh, actually, go ahead. What well, I just, I just wanted. To, yeah, I was going to say. I just, I wanted to give my thoughts on it. So yeah. I thought they did a really good job of highlighting. Uh, we all know who The Rock is and who Dwayne Johnson is, but just highlighting Danny Garcia. They did a really good job of telling her story, why she wants this league, and you know, just her passion for it. Yeah, I thought that was really good. I really enjoyed the way they the way they did that. So that's awesome. Um, she's yeah, and I didn't know that she was the instigator to buying it. That was yeah. I, to me I did me. hear that, but I didn't know the okay. story, and I was glad they told that story. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, and and Dwayne just Dwayne being like, uh, "Yep, blank check. Here we go." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but that's but awesome. You know. It, Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm done. All right, my rant's over. My... You're done. <laughs> I'm done. Okay, that's all I have on that. All mm. right. Well, for us, this has been episode number three of the XFL podcast. We will be back Thursday before the uh, Seattle Sea Dragons at the um, the damn it at the the St. Louis Battlehawks <laughs> at the Seattle Sea Dragons. See now um, you're on doing Thursday. It. Uh we will be giving you our picks against the spread in the preview of the full weekend's matchups. Right now we got Thursday, February 23rd, St. Louis Battlehawks at Seattle Sea Dragons. Saturday, DC Defenders at Vegas Vipers. Sunday, San Antonio Brahmas at Orlando Guardians and the Arlington Renegades at the Houston Roughnecks to end off your week 2, but we will be back Thursday to check that out for mg you can follow him at the number two fight forever on twitter i am jonathan risk you can follow me at official risk go ahead and like and subscribe on youtube if you're on spotify go ahead give us a follow apple podcast give us a follow pandora give us a follow stitcher give us a follow you are weird if you're listening on pandora but i love you anyways follow us at xfl pod and until next time peace